Hey sisters, welcome to Let's Sign Diet with your two favourite nutritionists. I'm Lily. And I'm Laura. And we're here to cut through the BS of diet culture and teach you how to nourish your body and fall in love with food. Welcome to episode eight of the Let's Undiet podcast. During this episode, we are, drumroll please, revealing our secret sauce recipe to help you build a killer meal every time. This quote-unquote sauce will teach you how to build a balanced meal, reduce sugar cravings, and establish a healthy relationship with food. We are here to help you establish healthy habits for life. This episode is a quickie to help you soak up all of the goodness. Let's go. Alrighty, this week, Lil, and what was your personal win of the week? Okay, so I think my personal win of this week is being able to see how far I've come. I've noticed a lot, especially with my anxiety. Um, yeah, this is just not really around as much as what it was before. Like it was quite crippling at the start of the year. So being able to notice that I'm feeling calm and grounded at the moment is like the best feeling ever. Like I'm giving it a good eight years that I haven't felt like this. It's been a while, but what about you, Law? Yeah, big win for you, Lil. And I'm just want to touch on saying I'm so proud of you of all of the work that you are you have done and continue to do. And it's like that feeling of safety for us is huge, especially if you haven't been able to feel it in a long time. So I can definitely relate to that. And I guess like building from that, um, my personal win definitely aligns closely with yours. I feel like we're going through similar things at the same time Mm. Um, where I've really been able to kind of, I guess, step into my self-worth and I've upped my rates for my work that I do. I know it's huge, especially in a freelance realm. It's, Mm, um, it's It's hard because there's no... Uh, book right like you just basically have to put a value on what you do and um, stand really true in that so lots of things so yeah I guess now I can really own you know kind of services I can offer and produce and the results within that and not really accepting any work that yeah doesn't align with that or won't pay me what I'm worth and it is scary um to I kind of put those boundaries in but so rewarding um Mm -hmm. and the opportunities just keep getting bigger and bigger each time so yeah let's see it's good so you're gonna know your worth girl that's it in every area of your life it's yeah huge huge learning but before we dive in uh we'd like to preface that this information is based on our personal journeys This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered health advice, nor is intended to replace professional medical advice. So if you are struggling with an eating disorder, we encourage you to reach out to the Butterfly Foundation and or send us a DM so we can align you with a team of professionals for optimal support. Okay, so to kick things off, we're going to speak about what a balanced meal kind of looks and feels like and how we construct our meals to make sure they're balanced for us. And obviously there's so many benefits that we'll dive into. So I guess in broad terms, a balanced meal is ensuring that each meal contains a source of lean protein, complex carbohydrates, healthy fats, fiber, 
And we also like to add in our little spice, which is oomph. So adding oomph to your meals is an incredible way to kind of boost the flavor. And I guess, yeah, just make sure you enjoy your food and you feel satisfied. You're not just, yeah, eating boring food and then left craving other things. So it obviously depends what that balanced meal looks like for one person can vary um, with the individual and like Lil and I eat very, very similar and have very similar needs. But even within that, our meals will look slightly different. So I guess that's something just to be wary of and to kind of put a disclaimer in there that that's where it really, really helps to work with a qualified nutritionist to make sure you're hitting, you know, your personal targets. Um, and then we're here to inspire you and show you how to do that. Just so, winding it back a bit more with the, you know, how you said the complex carbs before, mm-hmm. just explain that a little bit against like, I know it's like the simple carbs and the complex carbs. Just yeah. explain that part about the difference between them. Sure. Great point to touch on, Will. Thank you. Yes. So I think in terms of carbohydrates, there definitely can be fear around them and a lot of uh, misjudgment as well. Um, so complicate, complex carbohydrates are slower releasing carbohydrates. So if we look at white rice, white sugar, you know, anything that's quite refined, so it's been stripped more from a natural state, um, it's going to spike our blood, blood glucose. So that's going to send our... Um, I guess, yeah, our, our energy on a roller coaster for the rest of the day. So complex carbohydrates look like sweet potato, can be beetroot, rolled oats, brown rice. Um, not to say white rice doesn't have its place. It can serve as an, an amazing tool as well. Um, and my favourite way of complex carbohydrates is actually uh, leaning on resistant starch. So mm. that looks like cooked and cooled potatoes. So Say you steam some potatoes, you throw it through. This is something I love to do. Um, you know, some olive oil, some fresh herbs, salt and pepper, a bit of Dijon mustard, and then you let it cool down. You have it for dinner, you make extra, have it for lunch the next day. Uh, resistant starch comes from expanding the starches when it cooks, the potato cooks, and it's steaming, and then those starches start to shrink down again uh, when they, the potato or rice or whatever starts to cool. Apples as well can be a great example. Um, and what it does, it actually lowers the GI, so the glycemic index of the food um, and slows down the release, I guess, of blood sugar into your system. So it's also a great way to um, support the good bacteria in your gut as well. And it acts as a prebiotic. So an amazing tool is food as medicine and moving away from demonizing carbohydrates and the potatoes um, getting the bad slam in the past, but they're bloody goddesses. Yes. The potatoes are back. And we also love a roast potato. Lil actually inspired me to create a recipe one time um, where I put now bone broth concentrate from Jevity RX um, over the top of my roast potatoes. Mm. Oh my God. They are amazing. They're amazing. Fresh as well as like cold again the next day, throwing through salads. So yeah, delish, um, amazing for your gut as well. So yeah, I think basically like I'll just run through a breakfast, lunch, dinner scenario Mm. for me um, and what that looks like for a balanced meal. And as we've said before, like we construct our meals around, first of all, our lean protein. So I think it's a great way place yeah. to start. Um, so breakfast, protein. protein's key. And I think as women, there's still a lot of, you know, misconceptions about protein and building all this muscle. And it's like you have to be 
working like an absolute beast in the gym and eating <laughs> a ton of food to put on a bunch of muscle. And yeah. protein, again, is amazing for growing skin, our immune system, you know, um, our hormones, like energy, like so processes. So Agreed. starting with the lean protein is a great spot to start. So for breakfast, I mean, um, and feel free to jump in here, but like I, with my oats, so that's my complex carbohydrates, I then will add like a vegan protein powder, a high quality one. I'm loving um, a hemp protein at the moment by Hemp um, Harvest, which is a Tassie brand. Um, and then I'll add some berries. I'll add some ground, freshly ground flaxseed, um, some nut butter, and that's a beautiful – oh, and I can't forget my grated zucchini, <laughs> um, Ooh, my yes. signature token, but it's that's my fibre, um, adding a whole bunch of fibre and vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Um, so like what would a balanced meal breakfast look for you look like Me? for you Will? yes so at the moment I'm like loving the savory so I used to be like a smoothie girl but at the moment I especially in winter it's nice I, know. Warm. I know I've been doing three um poached eggs Yum. with um with sautéed spinach and ghee in salt oh. and pe- with salt and pepper, and then Delish. I've been doing avocado as well on the side. So nice. I've been loving that. I've actually I used to always love poached eggs, um, but I've actually been swapping it up now and then for like fried eggs, just with no no like butter or anything, just like yep. three three eggs straight in straight in the pan. Yep. And yeah, I just love a good runny egg. <laughs> mm, delicious, me too. Yeah, that's. What I don't I've know how loving. people like flip their eggs. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> literally, <laughs> don't flip the eggs. <laughs> don't flip them. You're missing out. Um, yeah, perfect way savory breakfast. I mean, if I don't have oats, um, I'll have yeah, similar to that. Mm, They're kind delish. of like our go-to's, and then. I don't know, smoothies, sometimes I'll have it. But, like, to be honest, it doesn't really fill me. I'm, like, hungry two hours later. Oh, I must admit I've actually nailed it. I've been – I had a Ooh. smoothie today and I actually have nailed a bit of a recipe. But oh. it's it's like I've been putting papaya and blackberries Yum. in. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, so half a papaya, good handful of frozen blackberries. And then I do almond milk with a dash of water um flax seeds and Yum. then I do like a collagen powder I do two beautiful big scoops of collagen yeah um pinch of salt and then a little bit of mushrooms in there like I've been doing this like 10 com- mushroom complex oh my and, god this sounds amazing yeah and that's it's actually so delicious and then I whisk that up and then pour it out and then on top I just sort of um sprinkle some hemp seeds and um buckwheat on top Yum. So you yeah. get fibre and like the salt yeah, is amazing protein. the adrenals in the morning too. Yeah, and boom, boom. I would add some fresh ginger if it was me for the warmth energetically. It was really yeah. nice with the papaya and blackberries. But yes. we could be going for ages. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we are such food nerds, but that's why we're sharing our little bits of wisdom here. Exactly. And I guess for lunch and dinner, it's pretty similar. Hey, like <clears> we'll <throat> build it around um, the protein. Yeah, so some like wild caught fish, some free range eggs, um, chicken, chicken. Yeah, roast chicken's great. I also love making like rissoles. Yes. Oh my god, mince. Yeah, the... chicken mince or turkey mince. Yeah, yeah. Um, is great. Or even like organic beef mince is also good. Making a burrito bowl. Um, yes. 
and oh I've actually been loving I was never really a rice fan but I've been doing rice recently just like organic basmati or wild rice with the Jevity bone broth as well and yeah. it is, it's so much flavor and it's yeah. just like oh it's so yum and I did like a rice salad with it yeah oh. hot or cold a black rice salad that was so yum with like leeks um roasted leeks through oh. it and so currants good. and nuts and seeds so yummy. yum um but yeah I guess um yeah that kind of shows you how we you know construct a meal yeah. um and we could go on and on and on about this so we're trying to keep it short and sharp but um we hope that inspires you to kind of yeah think about how you can how to build a balanced meal and we'll be sharing lots more recipes on our instagram and our website is coming soon too i think um, this is i think this is pretty much just starting with that protein once you know what protein source you want to have like say for lunch like if you start with like fish or you know chicken or whatever like that's your protein source and then from there you can build your and construct your meal around that so your veggies and then like whatever like sort of fats that you want to add in and just go from there like that's sort of how that's sort of how an easy sort of meal can come out I'm so sorry, Pelle's in the background. Like, I know, I, mean, I can hear it. I'm like, <laughs> to, like... <laughs> I was like trying to stop him growling, but I'm like, you know what? We're just rolling with this. <laughs> I'm like trying to speak, and then there's like dog just roughing in the background. <laughs> I'm like, so you can't hear this, but anyway. Um, um, anyways, keeping it real. Um, no. Yeah, and I think like an uh, analogy I really like using, and I use in clinic, is like using your hand, right? So. Generally speaking, yes, you know, the good. palm of your hand you're looking at and that wants to be your protein source. Um, so, yeah, um, my hand's really small, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's not um, – it doesn't apply to me, no. But it's a great kind of like way to kind of go, okay, like if you're really unsure about how much protein, fat and carbs you should be eating, um, yeah, like looking at the palm of your hand um, is a great place to start in terms of, you know, that looks like, one big wristle for me <laughs> or maybe like two three small ones um, but I probably have a little bit more than that because I do work out a lot um and then yeah. you know your thumb is a great source so if you look at that it's like a quarter of an avocado roughly um or a good like tablespoon of like flaxseed oil olive oil ghee whatnot um yeah. a complex carbohydrates um I like to say like a fist um and then for the fiber I most of my plate is like you know, um, like non-starchy vegetables. So like two mm. handfuls of vegetables at least. Like mum even said today, oh, wow, like I actually am in awe about how much like vegetables you eat. Like I mm. eat so much vegetables and I fill up on that as well. And I think yeah. people Same. are unaware of like how many plants they should be eating. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy. Like that's like the my plate, my serving size is not small, but it's mm. like a lot of plants. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for those for for a good like takeaway tool, I guess you know that is a great place to start. Mm. Um, but we better move on. Yes, yes, we need to. Yes. Um. Okay. So I'll hand over to you, um, Lil. Yes. So going on from the portions of you know talking about protein and all that kind of stuff, um, in it comes sort of fears, I suppose. So around portion control, a lot of fear can always come around this. Um, but as we were just stating with like, you know, our hands and stuff, that's a great tool to really release that fear. Um, so, yeah, fears of portion control, fears of carbs and fats with an eating disorder. Um, 
yeah, I just feel like these sort of tools and starting with protein, I feel like that was the biggest one for me when I was going through all this sort of the fears of carbs and the fears of fats and stuff. Whenever I was coming out, when I was coming out of my recovery, sorry, I think starting with a protein source was my biggest way of moving away from fearing any carbs and fats I find. And I think for me with fearing carbs, as I've said before, it really just comes back to my, um, my HA and that's how I really release the fear of foods I find yeah. um, because – Hypothalamic amenorrhea. Yeah, sorry, hypothalamic right. amenorrhea. So losing, losing my period, I didn't want to do that again. So I think the fear sort of was released with that. Yeah. Um, but then with that, you know, there's no need to be fearing these carbs and fats because like – yeah, we can we can name them carbs and fats, but within them, they've got all these beneficial nutrients that are so important for every system in our body. Yeah. And it doesn't just come down to it being a carb and a fat and it's going to add weight to us. Like, or even a numbers game, like yeah. the whole calories, you know, yep. pace. It just, in my mind, it's irrelevant because, yeah. I could go yeah. on about that topic, but it's just like learning the benefits of the food and what it's doing to support your body outweighs anything exactly. else. Exactly. Like choosing like the low calorie foods just because you don't want to, you know, put on weight, but then it's going to then impact your gut health or it's yeah. going to impact oh, something, you know, your mind and the way, you know, well, that's the connection with, you know, the gut to brain connection there. But yeah, it's really just comes down to yeah, just understanding the nutrients of the foods and what you're putting in your body is probably the biggest part yep. um, of that fear release. And yep. you know, as we as we know, there's all these diet diet soft drinks out on <clears throat> out on the market, and all these sugar, new sugar alcohols that are out on the market too. And you know, I just if you want to have a coke, just have a coke. Like you don't need to have like a low sugar coke, or you know, because when these sugar alcohols are added into um, these drinks that are actually not benefiting you. You're probably better off having the normal Coke anyways because they're actually doing more harm than mm. good, these sugar alcohols, and they can actually impact your gut health far more than what a normal Coke would do. Yeah. Um, and even that even that goes for, like, you know, low-fat low things as well, like low-fat yogurt, like, we it's all know sugar that, in it yeah, as well. like you know, the the fat the fat component is being extracted from that yogurt, and then that's they've the good got stuff. it. Yep, I know, and and that's what gives you the flavor. That that mm. fat in that yogurt gives you the flavor, and so if that's being extracted, then they've got to add something else in there, which is the yes. sugar. So they've got to add the sugar component in it. So really, you're not really winning in that regard. You're going to be um, hungry like half an hour later, opposed exactly. to fat that could sustain you for like another three hours. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, and then this goes on to you know, as I was speaking about my HA, so hypothalamic amenorrhea, but then also goes on to gut dysbiosis and bloating and you know other things that can come into it when we you know have these things in our diet and we're not really thinking about the nutrients of these things yeah so yeah I think that that sort of rounds that all up with you know I think the fearing of carbs and fats I think once you know the nutrients of like foods it's yeah. it's key it's just not demon, yeah. demonizing anything everything has its place yeah and exactly it comes back to you know like we need carbs even for a muscle recovery if we've just done a big run our body needs that because mm. if we deprive it from that 
it's going to take that from somewhere else. And then that's where you end up in the state of hypothalamic amenorrhea, anxiety, you know, severe bloating because the body is so stressed. Yeah. Um, it's actually working against you. So I think yeah. that's where we're really passionate about shining light on that because one, we've been there, we get it. Yeah. Um, and then two, obviously we've studied this inside out and yeah. we're so passionate about, yeah, I guess showcasing food and all its glory and, and then I'm it goes back to it. the to the milk fads actually at the moment as well. Like, you know, there's all these different type of milks out there and you think that drinking almond milk is actually going to benefit you more than full cream milk. But you've got to be careful which almond milk or which oat milk you're drinking because yeah. what is actually in these milks is actually far worse than just yeah. having normal cow's milk if you can have tolerate cow's it. milk, tolerate yeah. it. Um, but if you can have it, have it like have over it. over those other milks. Like, yeah. you, you know, like Mendel Orchard and, oh, my God, oat milk are beautiful yeah. oat and almond milks that are out on the um, market yeah. now. But, you know, there's other ones out there there's that so are many. just And it's like crap. also it's the crappy disruptive. ones, like yeah. Milk Lab, terrible. Yeah. I don't even mind shaming it. It's just, and that's what's in most of the cafes as well. So just being really wary, like they've got things like carrageen in them as well, mm. which have some really detrimental health impacts. And at the end of the day, you get what you pay for. So investing in exactly. you know, $2 more in the scheme of things, if you choose to have that into your diet mm. um, can be, yeah, can people, again, they'll come to me and be like, oh, but I eat really healthy. And I actually break down what they're eating. And it's all marketing. I mean, yeah. I work in marketing. I get it. I, yeah, could, same. <laughs> I could sell you anything, you know, like at the end of the day, but yeah. that just doesn't align with us. Mm. Call out the BS on that. And um, yeah, it comes exactly. to real food, things that don't actually need a label, you know, make yep. sure your diet is majority of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to count, you know, things or ingredients that way as well. Exactly. It streamlines that. And I guess like building on that, like, just explaining the impacts of diet soft drinks and I had a client come to me one time he was a PT and he was drinking like two and a half liters of diet coke a day and again in the PT world they will just look at you know macros calories it's all a numbers game they don't really understand uh, and this is not in all cases but majority of the time they haven't undergone the training that we have and you know, the impacts of gut health and hormones and everything else in between. Um, So my supervisor actually explained it as an anti-metabolic. So basically all of the work that you're doing, those foods, those sugar alcohols and chemicals that they infuse with these packaged foods or diet soft drinks are actually undoing all of that good work that you're doing. Mm. Um, And researchers found that they like directly affect the gut microbiome and they negative impact um, the blood sugar response, mm. which then increases your risk of metabolic syndrome, which is increasing your risk of heart disease, stroke and type two diabetes. So mm. again, it completely busts the calorie, you know, game. Um, and it's coming back to like true health. And you know what? Every now and then I might have a diet Coke. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like maybe yep. once in a blue moon, it's not something I have regularly at all but it's those things it's not again it's just not having these things every single day if you're really invested in your health um and not even being reliant on any one thing i mean 
coffee for me <laughs> is definitely an addiction, which I enjoy my coffee every day. We <laughs> sure know that, don't we? Take that away from me. I would probably ring you, Nick. But um, <laughs> everyone has their thing, right? But I think when you're having something like, you know, two and a half liters of Diet Coke a day, that's crazy. He wasn't drinking mm. water. Like, it blew <laughs> my mind. So... Uh, yeah, again, it's coming back to your goals and what you value um, and just kind of making sure your actions and I guess, yeah, the foods and, and your performance is all aligned with that. Yeah, exactly. um, But I guess like to summarise that topic is, so with all that kind of being said, like once we learn how to master this balance meal and making sure it's suited to our own bod, we can then say goodbye to sugar cravings, afternoon energy slumps, binging and mood swings. Um and that's a big win if we say so ourselves. Like yeah. once you learn how to master that, you can kind of take that wherever you go. It's mm. you're able to, you know, if you're traveling, you know, you're not, you're not bound by all these rules and restrictions. You're able to go, okay, so how am I going to build my meal? Like what do I need? What can I ask for on the side? What can mm. I ask for more of? Like can I get double protein if you know it's going to be like a really small serving of something? Um, yeah, it just, it gives you more food freedom and comes back to more of that intuitive eating piece that we touched on a few episodes ago as well. So really powerful. Um, but that was longer than I thought (laughs) we could go on and on and on. Um, but I guess like the second topic is, so how to give, um, your meals some oomph as we like to call it. So Foodies, yes, we like to give a little bit of spice, and I guess my favorite ways to up the flavor of my meals is I love a little crunch, so like all of my meals will have crunch. So, breakfast, you know, I'll add some like pepitas or sunflower seeds or hemp seeds, whether it's onto oats or smoothie, or even like if I've got wilted greens and eggs, like I'll add some chili flakes or um, mm-hmm. some lemon zest um, or even like some toasted buckwheat. I'm a big textured person too. Yeah. Mm. Like you've got to have, I don't know, like it's just like a party in your mouth. You want to have that every time you eat in my opinion. Well, even I, even I learnt in clinic too was um, when you're having a smoothie, right, you, it's, it's like a drink. You drink it. Yeah. Like, you want to chew. So whenever you – like, that's why I always put toppings on the top of my smoothies because yeah. that's actually going to slow down. Like it's going to – like your body's going to know that you're eating, not drinking, right? Yeah. So if you've got yeah. a crunch on top of it, you actually have to chew to to digest your smoothie as well. So And it gets that yeah. salivary amylase, amylase yeah. going as well, which is your saliva basically. So that's why some um, people get bloated. From, yeah. from having smoothies well, they drink it because too quickly. they drink it too quickly. Their enzymes are actually not there to actually help break it down. Yeah. And, yeah, there's no eating as such in it. Yeah. And I think another thing, like, as I touched on just briefly before with the smoothies is, like, I like to add I'm very passionate about energetics of food. And so with a smoothie, I'll always add at least at a bare minimum ground um, organic cinnamon to mm, give it that yes. warmth because it's, cool energetically obviously and physically yeah um or like fresh ginger is amazing even in a banana smoothie pop some like ground or fresh ginger in there with some cinnamon yeah it's honestly so game changing and it's again it's got that grounding sensation so Mm. it's telling your body that it's safe and 
food is such a grounding practice, but we are so distracted these days. You know, we're often not, when we're eating, we're not just eating. We're looking at our phones, we're listening to a podcast, you know, we're talking to people or whatever it may be, which has its place, you know, celebrating food, but it's just doing the things that you can to kind of bring you back and give the body a supportive environment. Mm, agreed. Um, and then I think, you know, for lunch and dinner, um, I really love um, creating like a sauce or a dressing um, from fresh herbs. Like at the moment, I'm really loving organic flaxseed oil. So I'll, the other day I blended um, cold pressed organic flaxseed oil. Make sure you always buy it cold and it's stored in the fridge as well. Um, I did like the zest and juice of a lemon, um, Dijon mustard, capers, um, salt and pepper and a bit of raw honey and then I put that through my um, broccolini so bland broccolini wow. you know and then just liven it up with oh and then I threw in some like basil and dill and put it in a thermomix blend it all together Mm-mm-mm. um so yum all that over chicken that in a dressing like making your own hummus tagliki you name it easy easy ways to you know make I guess bland food um to bring it to life I agree I agree. And ghee. We love oh, ghee. That thing. <laughs> Easy oh, that way. good. Caramelised little thing. Oh, my God. So good. But is there any other ways that you like to, I guess, give your meal some oomph? Will? Yeah, I think mine's like, I think mine's more like the the spices and herbs, right? Like I mm. really, like I, I love parsley. Like I love putting parsley oh, through anything. Honestly, best yeah that's like that and rocket I could not live without Mm, yes and like spices like as in like cumin and turmeric and you know even like for my if I'm cooking up quinoa right like I'm just not going to cook up plain quinoa like I like to put bone broth in it and it gives it that bone broth gives it like a nice like salty sort of flavor but then you're also enhancing yourself with like those gut health benefits as well so I'm all, all about like using multiple um, <clears throat> sorry Mu- yeah musing like things to like help with your like obviously you're having a nourishing meal but obviously adding in some other sort of benefits on top of that so bone broth was one for the quinoa but um yeah and just adding spices to your like I don't know one thing I like when I do kale chips in the oven and I'll put like nutritional yeast um cumin and salt and pepper on it and toss it through olive oil and put it in the oven and it comes out so nice with nutritional yeast um yeah just adding like I think that's as you said sauce sources making your own sauces yeah like I love making my own basil pesto and and um sort of like this like lemony honey dressing as well it's just got olive oil lemon um yeah olive oil lemon dijon mustard and then salt and pepper and it's just like that's just so easy and it makes it elevates the meal so much yeah yeah it comes back to the condiments piece like i know a lot of people have these like condiments that i would never didn't even know existed right yeah and they can't live without but I'm like, just swap that for like these condiments that we make are so easy. Yeah. And are so versatile. And I think like it just goes such a long way. Um, mm. it's like you just make it once and you've got it for the whole week. Like I yep. keep, especially with the salad dressings and things, like there's just, I would never buy a salad dressing. No, I no, just, you can. My mum's always made her own too. So even like a tahini, I, I actually love drizzling like a tahini maple dressing yes, over like I a salad. Oh, oh, 
so good. Tahini, honestly, that's another thing I cannot live without. I mm. love that stuff. It's a I goodie. go through so much. But actually, a new spice I've been using recently is sumac. It's so, it's almost like a citrusy, like, Mm. oh, like that sprinkled on boiled eggs, honestly. That's good. So good with like a bit of chili, toasted sesame seeds. Mm, Delish. I've recently been obsessed with black tahini, actually. Oh, yes. That one's nice. Love it. I just love the color. Like that in a smoothie with like blackberries and ginger. You could do that in your papaya smoothie. (gasps) Oh, stop. Okay. I know. Coming out this week. All the ideas are flowing. Um, that's but we better wrap it up. It's yes. so juicy, so much juicy goodness. Um, make sure you're taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a little website update. So I have been working away on our website, and he will be able to share all of our recipes that we share on Insta. But it's be much more easily accessible to you, and we've got lots and lots more coming in terms of uh, practitioners to connect you with. Um, and yeah, some really, really exciting things in the works, um, for like the next year plus. So we'll keep you updated with that. But in the meantime, we love when you message us, um, either on our stories or send us a DM. So yeah, please know that, um, it's always a safe space. If there's any recipes that we've mentioned here, um, and you'd like them, um, or anything you want us to touch on, please don't um, hesitate to contact us. Our door is always open. Um, but I'll hand over to you, Lil, to wrap things up. Perfecto. So for anyone that is suffering from an eating disorder, please know that you are not alone in this. We work alongside a team of psychologists, counsellors, naturopaths, clinical nutritionists and acupuncturists who are professionally trained in this area. So please don't hesitate to send us a DM via our Instagram, which is at Let's Undiet, to take that first step. Um, and please know that we are here to help without any judgment. So, yes, please send us a message if you have any questions, as Laura said before, with recipes or anything in general, um, we will be happy to help. But jumping on in to the Inner Compass cards, oh, let's go, Laura. Yes. Oh, oh, my God. Why? That's honestly wild. I just opened up right on the page of the card that I pulled. Oh. <laughs> What? That happened last time too. Wow. <laughs> okay, so the magical card today is the healer. And I will read what this message is to you. So, you are currently going through a process of deep healing. The setbacks you're experiencing will eventually make you grow. Do not let them discourage you. It simply means that you are now ready to learn a few hard lessons. These lessons can help you heal deeply buried wounds from the past to become whole again at your own pace in a way that you can recognize. Open yourself to change. This might feel awkward at first or even painful, but eventually it will bring you closer to yourself. It is a beautiful human endeavor to find out what really matters. Shed everything that distracts you from your real self and your true nature. During this development, you will find that some people or situations no longer serve you. It is time to let go and say goodbye to the space and then becomes available for things that are better suited for the new you. This letting go can hurt, but when you know that this pain is part of the healing process, it is easier to release yourself from the chains of victimhood. Before long, you will feel liberated and back on track. Say yes to transformation and accept the healing. You are capable of so much more than you think. 
You will rise out of the mud like a lotus flower with increased empathy, understanding and wisdom. Now you can help others in their healing process. Whoa, that is so apt, honestly. Like, that is so We were saying before we jumped on. (laughs) Wild. So, that was a really long one. But um, what is your interpretation of that card, Lil? And how are you going to apply that week, that to the week ahead? I think it sort of goes into what I said at the start, really, is like, the whole healing thing of letting go of past things and moving past everything that sort of weighed me down. Um, and yeah, I think the whole growth thing as well. I think, yeah, I've, I've really noticed I've come so far and the whole liberating thing, it's actually yeah, very liberating to know. I don't know. I've just never felt this grounded and calm for a while now as I said at the start for eight years really and I think it's just such a liberating feeling like it's unreal like you can just see so clearly where you're going and your vision and it's so strong and I think that's what I'll probably take into this week is just staying true to myself and honoring how far I've come and my growth that that is yeah my and knowing my self-worth really as well now like I just yeah I feel like a completely different person and it's so bloody nice (laughs) do you know what it is though it's like this is you it's your authentic self it's like all of the things that you've gone through out all these layers and you've been done the work to kind of remove them and come back to yourself and it's like a foreign feeling but it's so incredible because you're like this is me this is who I am like yeah so so big so yeah again you've like done the healing and now it's time to like rise from the mud like a lotus flower yeah yep lotus Mm. flower ready to go (laughs) think of that yeah really really powerful oh my gosh I think again it comes back to even what we were saying like you know my wins for the week and um stepping up into my power and I've done the work to kind of heal those insecurities or self-doubt and then just showing up as I am. And I'm very much a take it or leave it type of person. I'm like, this is who I am. If you don't like that and that doesn't really work for you, then that's totally fine. Um, You just attract more people that are on your level and you don't kind of waste your time with people that aren't willing to go to that level of themselves or, you know, have different interests and things like that. And I think as a society, um, we still have a long way to go, but there's definitely Mm. more awareness about yeah you don't have to fit this cookie cookie cutter stereotype um mm. of person because that's where so many mental health things arise because you're like well I don't fit into this box yeah you know, and my body doesn't look like you know everyone on Instagram or you know magazines or whatever it may be um yeah. it just is embracing who you are and yeah I mean like look at us like we are just so real and raw with each other and love each other um, and that's a true true friendship yeah Um, agreed there's so much to be said about that so yeah and I think it's just for me continuing to rise out of the mud and just be that lotus flower be the lotus flower along the way (laughs) exactly um so much for this one being a quickie sorry oh my god I know we tried we tried we're trying really really hard (laughs) oh just so passionate oh well anyways we are going to wrap this all up now so thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the let's undiet podcast so please make sure you're following us on instagram at let's undiet 
Um, and if you love this episode, we would love to hear from you via our Instagram or by leaving us a review. But we are going to leave you with some big, big love and goodbye for now. Bye.